Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Making Lemonade podcast with your host, Brandon Janessa. We are just over here trying to make lemonade out of life's crazy lemons, and we're so happy you joined us. It's funny how much better you feel when you do it. Right. And I also feel like I had a friend reach out to me and she was like, Brenda, I need meditation resources or something because my anxiety is like coming back full force. Cause I feel like it's, you're in isolation again. Right. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's just difficult. And I feel like a lot of people, I know my, my family, when I tell them that I get up in like two hours in the morning, I'm just like chilling by myself. They're like, must be nice to have two hours. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, I, if, if I didn't, then I would notice a difference in my mental health. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. You just have to change it. Right. Like I'm now I'm going to focus more heavily on like an evening uh, routine, which normally I don't because I'm like, oh, well, I've I've had such a strong morning routine. Like I'll just make sure that I turn off some screen to like avoid the screen a little bit and then read, have a cup of tea, go to bed. But now maybe I'll do like a meditation do some journaling in the evening and then kind of balance it out. And like, hopefully I can still do some stuff in the morning. Cause it makes me feel good to like at least read affirmations and like go over my goals and maybe even get like a minute or two of like stretching or something yeah. to start my day. But like, yeah. And I've, I've even been doing like a workout program and stuff um, during Christmas break. So, and like, they've been like 45 minutes to an hour long workouts. I'm like, when wow. is this all going to fit in my day? Like it doesn't. Right. And then walking my dog and all that fun stuff. So life it's good to figure it out but we'll get there I know right (laughs) um I also feel like it's funny our topic today Mm -hmm. I feel like it correlates so much in my life right now so I feel like I'm really happy that we're talking about change (laughs) (laughs) there's like a song that keeps coming up in my head when I hear that but I don't know if it's a real song like it's like changes I don't know if that's a real song or not but I don't I don't recognize it (laughs) would you like the dance moves though (laughs) oh Um, boy did I feel like too so Janessa and I always talk about what we want the um podcast topic to kind of be and then do some research and things like that and I don't know about you but I feel like with this one everything on Instagram was like all of a sudden overnight about change I haven't really looked unfortunately but oh my god that happens it's the weirdest thing it's the weirdest thing like I was gonna start like sending you like every meme but I'm like I can't or like every like little like picture or quote or whatever and I'm like I I, you know what there's too many now Instagram's (laughs) Instagram's listening to me oh my gosh no but um well that's like the one thing too that you can always um not rely on um it's true for everybody for our entire lives life will always be about changes right like there's always things changing in the world whether it's in your current like close world or if it's like the greater world like it's always there's always changes it's inevitable Mm, there you go we need a soundboard Um, much better than mine (laughs) i feel like you're making sound effects on each podcast and i love it i love it so much um no but it is inevitable but I feel like there are some people that thrive with that and there are some people that not so much thrive with it yeah well there's like the other thing that was coming up for me when I was thinking about this topic I was like well 
there's definitely like more than one type of change. There's obviously mm-hmm. the planned and like, it can be, um, it can be the type of change where you're purposely trying to like, say you leave your job for another adventure, a different type of it. Maybe it's more risky. Maybe it's more of like an entrepreneurial type thing. Um, you leave something that you're comfortable with for something maybe you're less comfortable with um, to hopefully grow and to, to like, to try new things and yada, yada, yada. And that can be a different response from people um, of course. And like within yourself then versus unpredictable change and like unplanned change. Right. Of course there's, there's two, um, but both changes aren't probably the most comfortable. No. So, yeah. It's funny because I recently went through, I feel like my life right now is very much a period of change in my like professional life as well as my personal life. Um, and I was thinking the other day and I was like, it's almost like when I go through change, I go through grief, like the stages of grief. Mm-hmm. And I feel like let's, at least recently when the change happened, I immediately like go into denial, right? Okay. This can't be happening. Like it's not happening. Right. And then you get angry and you react and you do things. Maybe you say things, right. And this could be anything changes. I don't want to just talk about, you know, changes at work, changes at work are hard, but changes in a relationship changes in, you know, whether you, where you're living changes in, it could be a career. It could be even a dream, right? Like maybe you thought you would be in a certain position and you tried it and you didn't like it. And you know, you dreamt of that. And then now you're dealing with the change of that. Mm-hmm. So anyways, so I got, like I was saying, I got angry and then it's the, the bargaining. So it's like, okay, like, well, maybe if I do this, like then this will happen. Mm-hmm. And then there's the depression piece and the acceptance piece. And for me, I feel like the hardest thing to do is the acceptance. And I also feel like the most important thing to do is the acceptance one. Because if you don't accept the change, if you don't accept what you're going through, then you can't really respond properly and efficiently. And I feel like for that one, that's the hardest one for people to kind of complete is the acceptance. And it takes, I personally think it takes the longest. Um, I don't, I mean, there's no research. That's just my personal opinion, but yeah, I was, I was, I was thinking about it and it definitely correlates, I think with the stages of grief. Yeah, I can see that. The only thing that um, I would bring up too, is that like, for me, um, I don't really necessarily see grief in like, you know, concrete stages. I don't know if that's what you're referring to it as in like you move on and it's like you graduate from one to the other. It's more of like an oscillation, an oscillating between them. And it's Mm -hmm. ever changing, ever evolving. Like, it's not like you just accept and you move on and you're always good with it. I think it can change right all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that can be the same with change. (laughs) Um, I just use the same word, but um, yeah, with change and that like it, you may not always like, maybe you come back again. And you go yeah. back, back a stage or however you want to call that. But um, yeah, I don't think it's like a, an end. There's not an end point to the stages that you just mentioned. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. how I see it. I don't know if that's, that's interesting. Yeah. We learned about a lot about that in my program, actually. But that's, I not, like that. Think of it that way. Yeah. I think too, um, 
a lot of at least the issue that I have that I find myself in is like the catastrophizing and I'm a I'm really bad for this where like something changes and I'm like okay worst case scenario (laughs) (laughs) right like I catastrophize it where it doesn't need to be or like my feet like my emotions will immediately come up Mm -hmm. and then I have to be like okay Branda like let's hone it in yeah right and you think worst case right and then you immediately go there but I'm gonna say like probably nine times out of ten it's not worst case yeah oh yeah we always I mean I think humans are very quick to jump to worst case scenarios right we're we're taught to like see the threat and and see the worst right but and that's what I was gonna say I think our brain is kind of like it's hardwired to scan for the bad Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a primitive function, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I I feel like it's the amygdala that's kind of constantly scanning for danger. But sometimes our, it can sound the alarm when it's actually not dangerous, the situation. And then oh, yeah. we kind of go into that fight or flight response without even it being dangerous. Mm-hmm. But um, I was reading something the other day and they were saying like, when the brain finds negative things, they get stored immediately and it's made for rapid recall. Mm. But when you have a positive experience, it's usually registered through your standard memory systems and it kind of needs to be held onto for 10 to 20 seconds before it sinks in. But the negative, that's why we, we can remember so easily when a bad thing happens because mm-hmm. it's immediately stored. Unless it's like a, I'm winning the lottery kind of moment and for like a positive, mm-hmm. it takes a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also the the strength of the emotion behind it too, right? That adds mm-hmm. to that value. If it's like, you know, guilt or um, like um, shame, those really strong emotions, mm-hmm. low, low, like those, those emotions, I feel like those um, can compound that effect, right? Whereas mm-hmm. it's harder to recall, recall, we're quick to push those uh, successes aside and things that like things to celebrate and things that are good that have happened. And I, yeah, I actually recently read something about that too. Um, one of the books I'm reading, I think. Um, what book? I don't remember which one it was. I'm on three right now. So um, that's why I'm like, well, I don't know. But it's not very specific. What I was just going to say is very general, but relating to what you were just mentioning in that it was asking us to like um, take account of different things that you can celebrate yourself in your life. And it's like, isn't it difficult to do that? And oftentimes people when they're asked that question, they, it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't have anything. Like they can't remember anything. And then if you change the wording, um, instead of like something that, that was positive, something that made you feel good, um, or something exciting or something, like if you change the wording a little bit, it's easier for your brain to also, for some people to remember, instead of saying like, what's one thing you accomplished recently? Cause that sounds like very daunting, like very big for your brain to, yeah. Yeah. And accomplishment, can be interpreted in different ways. And I feel like for the most part, like when I think of accomplishment, I think of like a large thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like what's an, like if you asked me this week, what I accomplished, I'd be like, mm. mm-hmm. but if you and, say like, oh, what made you feel good this week? All of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, my coworker said I did a really good job with so-and-so. And that made right. me feel really good because they appreciated my work or whatever. That's like an accomplishment, but your brain doesn't see it as that. You're just like, oh, that was something like you brush it off. I love that. Yeah. Like I celebrating think- small victories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna write that down <laughs> um I think too like that's what I wanted to talk to you about too because I mean I think everybody listening probably knows what changes and can relate to it in their lives but it's like okay what do we do now what do we do from here 
Mm -hmm. How do we move forward? And for me, when I think about change, I I think about trying to have cooperation with the unavoidable. Let that sink in for a second. I was gonna <laughs> say I, I, I was I saw you I saw you kind of and I was like, okay, maybe I'll let it sink in. But it's trying to cooperate with things that you can't control. Right. And that's exactly what it is. I think that's why this topic also came up for us, right? Is because it really connects to fear we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. And then shortly before that, talking about like, you know, New Year's Eve intentions, like all those things. Like it's like we have goals, we have things we want to plan for. And then fear steps in. And then it's not even just, it's not even just the fear of, um, or it's usually not from my, in my experience, I should say, it's not the fear of the end goal or like accomplishing the thing or the change, like the end product of your change that you're making. It's more so like every little thing in between all the growing pains, all the unfamiliarity you're talking about, everything that's unpredictable, unknown, like what's, like, what are people going to think? What's going to happen? Like, what if I, yes, it's all the unknown, right? That's the hard part. And I mean, I don't know if there's anybody out there like me, but I live on like predictability, routine. Yeah. I'm very much like stability, predictability, and routine. And I have very, um, I don't like to let go of the reins of control very often. It's very difficult for me. So I feel like that's why for me in any situation, a change. So if, when it comes to relationships when it comes to careers when it comes to I feel like for me it hits me harder because I always try to control Mm. right so trying to be cooperative with things that you can't control with the unavoidable is a lot easier said than done (laughs) (laughs) that is true (laughs) but something that I always kind of hone it into is if you can't control it then what can I control Mm mm-hmm Like I always ask myself that, like, okay, I can't control what just happened. Mm -hmm. What can I do? Right. Mm -hmm. If it's a, a job that I just lost. Okay. I can't control that, but what can I do? Can I reach out to somebody to help me with my resume? Can Mm -hmm. I network with people? Can I, um, review cover letter things like, Mm -hmm. or can I I ask for feedback? Like maybe there's a reason for it. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Or if it's a relationship thing, it's knowing, you know, what can, what can you do? Well, sometimes, sometimes you can do things, right? I guess it depends on the relationship, but if it's over or, you know, that's the end of it, what can you do? You can kind of go through those motions, accept it, and then learn and move on and grow from it, mm-hmm. right? Again, easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But what I always like to do too is I remind myself what I've done in the past and what I've kind of... Um, been capable of doing so sometimes in the moment when you're going through a change it's like oh my god I can't do it are you talking more so about unplanned or unpredictable changes though too or right now I think okay when I say this I think that unplanned and planned changes can be just as difficult whether it whether yeah yeah right like whether it's an unplanned or a planned change. It, I think it might bring up the same amount of emotions. If that there might makes just sense. be extra layers, like right, there could be right. extra layer of like the the initial shock or the initial, like 
you it was it's literally like just a ball dropped right yeah in some situations and that's like obviously like that's the the heartfelt emotion Mm -hmm. of something big 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 happening and that unpredictable and that's like the I think that would be the main difference is the yeah. begin- like the, there's different emotions involved. But. I think plan change, you have a little bit more time to process in the beginning, right? You know, it's coming, mm-hmm. but with unplanned change, I think a lot of it is, is the processing piece, right? Like you don't get that time to process. And sometimes mm-hmm. for people, they catastrophize and then it goes off. Like, like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, like if, if I'm going through a change, rather again, if it's at work or something, I just think about what I've done in the past. And the things that I've accomplished, right? Even if it's a small victory, but I like to think of this as like, okay, if I did this, then I can sure as heck do this, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'll do it and I, you know, I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. So that's how I kind of hone myself in. And I, I also try not to think about it as like being in a permanent state and I feel my feelings, right? I, I, I'm working on it everyone's a work in progress I feel but I try to feel my feelings but know like okay Brandon like this isn't permanent like yeah you feel you know crappy today but you may not feel crappy tomorrow so like Mm -hmm. let's just let yourself feel like this and then it's not permanent and assess next like tomorrow or like check in with yourself right yes and I I posted something on our Instagram that I was obsessed with and it was about like self-care and like self-care is good. But if you don't have self-awareness then it's pointless, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Because half of self-care is, health, is self-awareness. Right. And well, that is, sorry, go ahead. No, and I was just saying like catching yourselves and like the habitual thoughts that you're having, the patterns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so like that leads me to actually a little bit about um, something that I learned about in school actually but um something that is true for anybody for going through change would be uh, like having a resiliency practice and like mm. there's like the different like I think some people refer to it as the five pillars of resiliency I don't know who actually coined this but um the self-awareness piece mm-hmm. mindfulness self-care mm-hmm. positive relationships someone you can go to and all that right and then having a purpose and so like some of these come first some of them are things that you come back like but these are things that we can all do now. Change yes. is going to happen. Change is inevitable. There's going to be changes that we choose and there's going to be changes that we don't, unfortunately, but, um, or fortunately, eventually there can be a lot of opportunity that come out of those that you're not expecting. Yeah. But um, these are things we can do now to prepare for when that does happen. And that's kind of the message that you and I like to bring across, I think on this podcast in mm-hmm. the first place. Um, but Another thing too, you were talking about catastrophizing and I think of this obviously is very individual, but like I myself as I'm someone that will do that also. Um, and I see that as very normal, but, um, sometimes <laughs> I'll go, I think it also depends on, you know, again, now, like what, when I'm sitting here thinking about this, I think it actually does go back to the resiliency practice. And it's like, how, how has my week been? Have I been checking in with myself? Have mm-hmm. I been overworked or am I burnt out? Am I like in whatever way, like whether that's in life with social things or with actual work it can be anything are you over is your plate too full right now is essentially what I'm trying Mm -hmm. to say like is everything are you overloaded because in those times those are the times I think when it's much a shorter fuse and like a lot quicker for you to go ah like you know and catastrophize whereas like if if you're you're taking more care of yourself and it's and you're building that resiliency I think that those are the weeks if that something happens that it's you can handle a little bit more yeah. You know, and like little nicks here and there on you. And you're like, oh, that's frustrating. It's, uh, but I can do it. And then you keep going. But then that builds and that builds and that builds. 
I feel like those things, those five things. Okay. Now I feel like, cause as a collective, we're all going through change right now. Right. Like we're all going through, okay, well, none of us have lived in isolation before. Or none of us have. And those things. Okay. I want you to repeat them because I feel like they're important. Mm-hmm. What are they? So it's self-awareness. So that's becoming right. Like aware of your emotions, the habitual patterns that you're thinking to yourself, all mm-hmm. of that good stuff. Okay. Yeah. And you're, then you're like limiting beliefs and all that. Right. And then, um, mindfulness, mm-hmm. self-care. It's just a general thing. Just like, what do you do? That makes you like feel it could good. Be anything. It could be activities. It could be anything. Um, the positive bad. relationships. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> positive, positive relationships. Yeah. And then, um, the final one would be purpose. And so having a purpose and that's something that like, I, when I was like doing what I call quote unquote research for what we're going to talk about today, that's something that a few people, uh, I was watching some Ted talks actually, and they were bringing that up and talking about, you know, how they've, what had helped them get through their unpredictable changes. Once they went through kind of actually what you're mentioning, those stages, um, it was more so at the end that it was like, Oh, and it hit them with like a wall. And they were like, this is like, now I have found my purpose. Like this has changed me in a way, this, this unpredictable event has snowballed me into meeting different people, you know, obviously dealing with emotions, but now I have an experience that I can share. And this is not for everyone. I'm not saying that, but, um, for some people, an experience can shape them in a way that that leads them to their purpose. I I feel like that's similar to like, you know, when you think back on your life and you can think in that moment, you thought it was a terrible thing that happened to you, but hindsight, you're like, thank God. God, that happened. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like in the moment, it's like so hard to be like, why? Like, and it's hard also not to like the victim mentality. I like, Mm -hmm. why me? Mm -hmm. Why? Right. And then you get out of it. Hindsight, you're like, thank God. Thank God it was me. me." (laughs) Right. But but like, that's another killer too, I think, is the victim mentality. Mm -hmm. And I talk about this like a lot with my friends. And I, I think it's easy to get to like, to get stuck in. But I feel like if you get stuck in it, then you refuse to adapt. Right. So if you're so focused on why me, then you're not going to adapt. And it's the same thing with if you are a fan of like manifestation or any law of attraction, everybody knows that that victim mentality, you don't like you don't attract anything that's positive that you want. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it's hard to not think like that but I feel like if you think like that sometimes you get stuck um another thing I wanted to kind of say is like similar to you with the five things that you said I think it's important to kind of find what you love to do right like if you if you're going through a change Mm -hmm. and if it's if it's hard and if it's you know something that you're struggling with find something that you love to do Mm -hmm. right similar to like what you were saying about self-care um, or maybe even find something you're good at too. Like so many people in isolation have like discovered these crazy talents that they've had mm-hmm. that, oh my God, I wish I was creative. Mm-hmm. Like they're staining like these pieces of wood or they're crafting or they're doing all this. And like, they never knew that they had this and yeah, it sucks. Isolation sucks. But I feel like a lot of people are realizing like their true potential and like their true purpose within isolation. Mm-hmm. You know what another I mean? thing yeah and another thing too when uh, we talk about purpose like this is can be a whole other topic but um purpose doesn't have to be some big grand thing right your purpose mm-hmm. even if we're talking like purpose like now that can change 
or if you're thinking for someone that thinks more about my life purpose, my great life purpose, but, um, those can be different, but, um, that, that doesn't have to be large either. Right. So like you just said, like that could find people's purpose. Like some, maybe now they start an Etsy shop and they want to like brighten people's day by making paintings of whatever, like it can be anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so finding some sort of purpose that like, is like your guiding light, you know, that's something that you can come back to. That's something that makes you feel good and fills you up. Um, it makes you feel like you're contributing like in a, in a different way is I think really important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's beautiful. I think the, that word purpose is very intimidating. It is. Even yeah. when you were that's saying why I took it, it back. Yeah. I'm like, mm, it's making me feel, yeah. <laughs> no, but I feel like that there's something to be said about that. Like, why do we think that that's intimidating? Like, why are we, like, why do we immediately feel like purpose is intimidating? Yeah. Good question. There you go. Let us know what you think, guys. <laughs> Give us an answer. Um, I also think the it's important like to be in an environment that brings out the best in you mm-hmm. with change try, or trying to be in an environment. I know that a lot of people are in isolation with people that they don't aren't healthy for them mm-hmm. or that they're dealing with some stuff and it's difficult. But if you can um, to be with people in an environment that makes you feel good. And even if it's not necessarily your home or with certain people, like for me, for example, I like to go for like a walk on the beach or like see some sort of water. (laughs) Okay. Right. Like that, if I'm, if I'm going through it, I'm like always I'm hiking or I'm, I mean, I try to do it all the time, but especially like in the winter, it's, it's difficult. But if, if I need to kind of like self-reflect and have like that awareness piece, I'm like going for a hike. I'm going for a walk. I'm going like just kind of sitting by myself. Hmm. And I feel like too, sorry, this is like on another note, but I feel like this year I was so afraid to do things on my own, like 2020. And I was like, it's not that I, I've always really done things alone, but I love it now. Like I went the other day, I went alone to Niagara Lake and I went for a walk by myself. I sat on the bench by myself, like no music. Like I literally just sat on a bench by myself, not on the phone and Mm -hmm. just sat there for like 20 minutes. And I was like, wow, like, (laughs) I don't know why, I don't know why, (laughs) but it was refreshing. It was so refreshing. And I talked to someone about this the other day about being with their own thoughts. And she had said to me like, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do for 15 minutes alone. And I'm like, what do you mean? Well, I can't, like, I can't sit alone for 15 minutes. And I'm like, well, you have, you want to be with your own thoughts for 15 minutes. Like, and, and she was like actually petrified of being alone with her thoughts for 15 minutes. And I feel like it's, we have so many distractions, mm-hmm. right? Your phone, even, even when you're alone at home, you're on your phone, you're scrolling Instagram, you're looking at people, you're doing things. So it's so easy to distract yourself. And when you sit there and you're not distracted by anything, when you're going through a change and you have those emotions, even when you're not going through a change, you can kind of really have that self-awareness piece that I feel like some of us, at least some of this generation, I feel like sometimes we lack until it's too late and we've burnt ourselves out to the extreme where now we're kind of experiencing the repercussions. Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah. I mean, that's just my hypothesis. So (laughs) (laughs) take it or leave it. I was going to say, take it or leave it. (laughs) No, but it's true. We are quick to, to be on our phones and do all those things. Right. Mm -hmm. And distract ourselves. And 
It's yeah. true. I'm sorry I went on that tangent. I just remember. No, that. I just and remember I, now that. I forget what I was going to say, but it, that, that was great. <laughs> but um, no, now I'm just like blank because I'm like, hmm, what was I going to say? But did I inspire you to take a walk and sit on a bench? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but oh. you know, either way, I think, I think dealing with change is difficult. And like you said, you mentioned some like resiliency things that'll help mm-hmm. us. So sticking to things that make you feel good and knowing that it's not permanent. Mm-hmm. And right? then I was, yeah, absolutely. And I remembered what I was uh, thinking about. And when you're talking about um, controlling what we can control, right. And so that coming back to that piece is things that you can do. And like, that's why I told you actually my new year's resolution, new year's resolution type ideas were to be more structured um, and to have more routine. Um, and so like, obviously that can change when there are changes like that can have to be moved or modified or whatever, but, um, coming back to something that you can commit to yourself that you're going to do when there's a lot of unknown and change happening around you, I think can help center you and ground you and be Mm -hmm. like, like, so whether that is like you commit to yourself also, that's like the, a beautiful thing too, is when you can be honest and, um, be honest with yourself and like, actually say, I'm going to do this. And then when you actually hold to that, that word, that's a really beautiful thing. Like when you, um, stay true to yourself basically yeah I can't think of the word for that but show up for yourself yeah yeah essentially right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's integrity is that yeah anywho when you do that it's a beautiful thing for yourself to be able to trust yourself right but um so coming back to something that you can you can always rely on and so when things are crazy happening around find that practice and for me that had been my morning routine um and for you, maybe it's like when, when something comes up, you're going to want to walk, right? It's like coming back to something that you know is a, an outlet or something that you can do that keeps you anchored. Yeah. That's keeps, good. And I think it's like, it's, it's good to have those. It's definitely like a good tool to put in a toolbox to when dealing with change. Thank you. Did you like my, did you like that? <laughs> uh. Oh God. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we talked about it. And I think, like I said, as a collective, we're kind of going through change. And I feel like whether you're 18 or you're 80 or even younger and older, but you can kind of relate to it, right? Like it's, it's important right now to take care of yourself. Um, be mindful about what you say to yourself. And like I always say, think about yourself as a way how you would treat your friend. Right. So if I'm going through things and the thoughts that I'm thinking, if your friend was thinking those thoughts and you knew it, what would you say to them? Right. Thank you. I try. <laughs> if you guys can see Janessa, she's like, she's like <laughs> making way too many actions for a podcast. <laughs> too many nonverbals. <laughs> but um, I mean, I hope everybody, wherever you're listening from, you have a great day. Mm-hmm. Um, we thank you so much for listening. And we cannot wait to bring you guys another episode. And we're so grateful for you guys for being here. So thank you so much. Thank you very, very much.